Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are talking about some Buccaneers injury news coming out of the bye week. We're going to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham Jr. And we're coming out of a bye week. Mock drafts? Why not? Let's get it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate all of our viewers over there just as much as we appreciate all of our listeners out there. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. And we're talking injuries, updates, mock drafts, and the like. And uh, we're going to start off with some pretty important news, James. Pretty exciting news. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Scotty Miller returning to practice on Monday. Kind of an unofficial practice, kind of getting a little bit of extra work in uh, coming off the bye week there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I mean, who who isn't excited to see Sean Murphy bunting back on the field? And then, of course, Scotty Miller as well, a guy that with all these injuries with Gronk and, and SMB and, and Carlton Davis and, and, and everybody else, Scotty Miller almost seems to be the forgotten injured player on this team. But uh, he's a huge, huge uh, critical piece, especially, I mean, you're talking about missing AB for a little bit. Having Scotty Miller down there to help stretch the field obviously, obviously would have been a big help. No timetable time given as of yet as to when they will return. But of course, those who watched or listened to our last episode know that I pegged Sean Murphy Bunting as the guy that we need to see a strong, uh, a stronger second half of the season to or for uh, from than the first half, which will obviously be easy once he gets back on the field. Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski not at practice. So again, the return of a guy like Scotty Miller, uh, even more important because of that. No timetable as of now on AB's return. But James, Bruce Arians did say some things about Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, he he simply said that, you know, we still need to worry about Gronk and recovering from that injury. Uh, he had even admitted after the Saints game that they probably put him out there too quickly. So it was nice for him to get that bye week. Uh, they, As you and I both know, they don't need him this week. They really don't need him against the New York Giants. So let him get a few more weeks of rest, recoup, recover it as we talked about on on the monday episode it is so much more important for them to get healthy than force these guys back a little bit sooner but we do have to talk about these guys coming back right antonio brown still in a walking boot no timetable for him no timetable for for any of these guys right now but if you were going to if you were going to head to bet online if they had props for the returns of sean murphy bunting rob gronkowski and antonio brown when would you kind of pencil in when you think they're going to return? Uh, for Antonio Brown, I think you're probably looking closer to the Colts game. Um, okay. I, again, I mean, the fact that he's still in a walking boot, obviously you want to get him out of that. Then you want to get him back on the field, get some cuts in, get some routes in. So I kind of look at it. And, and it's early in the week. You know, who knows? He, he could be a limited sure. participant by the end of the week in theory. Um, these guys will put players in walking boots for the slightest uh, tweak or, or twinge. So um, it's hard to say completely, but I, you know, I kind of, I, that Colts game, you know, I think that that's when you really want to get him back. Cause then you kind of get him back for that game. Uh, the Colts have proven to be a little dangerous here and there. Uh, so you want to have as many weapons as you can for that game as well. 
And then it gives them a couple weeks to spin up before you host uh, the Buffalo Bills. And, and that's a game you obviously are going to want uh, to put to, to win a lot of postseason uh, potential. And I mean, it'd be a Super Bowl postseason matchup, but a lot of postseason uh, meaning is going to be tied to that one. SMB, I kind of feel like we're looking maybe as early as November 22nd and the Giants game Monday night football. I mean, that's prime time that, you know, Sean got hurt in prime time. So I don't know if you really want to want to do that. It's an NFC East opponent visiting Raymond James Stadium. Like there's a lot of similar. They have blue in one of their team colors. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of similarities there. So I don't know, maybe just for the whole good or bad juju, you don't you don't roll him out there. But, you know, it is it is uh, encouraging that he's out there on the practice field. And then Scotty Miller, uh, he's, he's been out a little bit longer. Um, I'm going to say giants too. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit optimistic, uh, with, with those two guys. I'm going to, I'm going to go two weeks. I think that's, that's on the early side of things, but yeah, I think we could have all three of them back before December 5th when the Buccaneers visit the Atlanta Falcons. What about Gronk? Oh, I forgot about Gronk because why wouldn't you forget about Rob Gronkowski? Uh, honestly, I think that a little bit of that has to do with, how well OJ Howard and Cam Brayton fill in. Um, I'll go Colts again. I think by the by the time they play the Colts, I think we, we should see Gronk back. I really want to see him back before uh, the Buccaneers face the Bills because the Bills are one of the teams that reportedly were trying to uh, uh, coax Rob Gronkowski away from Tampa during the offseason, bring him uh, there to Buffalo. So it would be nice to see Gronk going out there, kind of showing the Bills why they wanted him in the first place. Yeah, when I when I took a look at this and and started trying to project when players would be back for when, I actually have Gronk as the earliest to return, and I have him penciled in for that Colts game, probably in a limited role, but to yeah. start to get his legs back under, kind of like what you said about Antonio Brown, that you know he can get a little bit of work there, and then you want him, you know, basically up to like eighty percent once we get to the Bills game, right? Yeah. So I could see Gronk returning against Indianapolis. We know how much Indianapolis fans love Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. So it's only fitting yes. if those two were to play together for Sean Murphy bunting. I'm looking at week 13 against the Falcons. Okay. I think that's a good timetable for him. Let him get his legs under him in practice and, and start to get ready. And then this is a team that may still be without Calvin Ridley. He can kind of ease his way back in against some not so great receiving options before the bills come to town the the following week you know he's going to be going up against like russell gage who has not been all that impressive or yeah. zacharias or zacharias or how are yeah. you the guy that kept sniping all of my kyle pitts fantasy points um <laughs> so i think that would be a good a good spot for him to kind of ease his way back into things mm -hmm. and then i have both the receivers both ab and scotty miller penciled in for the bills game the following week so i have these guys returning weeks uh, you know, 12, 13, 14, right in a row and, uh, and getting pretty close to hundred percent for the team as a whole. So I'm a little more optimistic again. I mean, I don't have any medical information or degree, so I'm just kind of basing things off of history, but yeah, I mean, the fact that those guys are returning to practice or starting to return, uh, to practice is obviously uh huge for the Buccaneers either way. So once they get back on the field, I mean, you really want to see them on the field before that bills game, if, if possible, uh, at a minimum at the, at when they do play the Bills. But, I mean, like we said in our previous episode, even if you don't have those guys back for that Bills contest later in the season, as long as you get them back for the postseason, that's really going to be the most important thing. Yeah, and if let's just say that the Bucks and Bills were to face a second time, uh, you know, if the Bills are going up against a Buccaneers team that all of a sudden has two, three, maybe four guys 
playing that they didn't get to see the first time around, yeah. it really changes the entire landscape of, of how that game could go down. And if nothing else, David, you know, we have no medical backgrounds, no inside knowledge as to these injuries. We basically, if one of us hits on some of these, we just get relentless bragging rights over the other one. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh something that i have relentless bragging rights about is uh the fact that come thanksgiving day and dessert time i will be eating a delicious raspberry built bar while the rest of my family is ingesting disgusting gelatinous pumpkin pie it's gross get it out of here replace it with a built bar you're going to be a much happier individual because it's the perfect time for built bars built bar is the new holiday dessert you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories if you're trying to choke down a pumpkin pie you're adding an entire tub of cool whip which is probably doubling the uh the amount of calories that you're taking in there that's on the low end most built bars are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar and plenty of protein you can replace a coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar do what i'm doing Go for a raspberry built bar instead of the pumpkin pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. And if that Thanksgiving meal isn't coming soon enough, you can go for a built bar or two, like, I don't know, blueberry muffin. That's another go to. You got to try it. New surprises coming all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. Check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Just head over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. Second two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, and my uh, lie, pumpkin pie is kind of my thing. So unless Built Bar comes out with a pumpkin pie Built Bar, I'm gonna have me some pie. Like it's just it's David, just where did we go wrong with you? It's gonna have to happen. Um, but Built Bars are, are delicious and a great a great option if you don't have desserts or if you want something other than what is presently available. Something as that's also a solid alternative for what's presently available, which would be James and I, uh, and our takes and our thoughts are the thoughts. From Yusef out in Arizona. What's up, guys? This is Yusef out here in Phoenix. So, what a great Sunday to be on a bye. The Saints lost to the Falcons, the Cowboys lost to the Broncos, and this afternoon, uh, let's hope that we can get the trifecta and have Kansas City beat the Packers. That would be great. Uh, we're we're going to still in first place, and things are looking really, really good this weekend after. A, I'm sure a cozy buy for the Bucks. Um, really excited um, after watching these first slate of games. So let's get the trifecta with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs being the Packers, hopefully. Anyways, um, one question for you, David: are, are you going to be representing the Bucks this week? Or are you going to be representing uh, the Washington Football Team? I would uh, I would uh, tread lightly around James there uh, because. Uh, I don't think any of us or James would take too kindly if you represented the Washington football team this week. Anyways, um, as always, not getting too high, not getting too low either. But 
I have to admit, I'm pretty high on this buy this week with all the teams uh, we we needing to lose this week. So pretty excited. Uh, anyways, guys, as always, go Bucks. I think Yusef just insinuated that I have anger management issues. He he would be correct. <laughs> if if they heard if they heard all the content that I got cut from our officiating argument following the Saints loss, they would agree that both of us probably need to be in therapy very regularly. See, this is what happens though. Is David and I have been doing this together for so long. This is no longer like this is not a hosting relationship. This is like a brotherly relationship. Yeah. So we can sit there and yell and scream and make fun of each other and and get mad at one another. And then it all just immediately goes away because it's that it's that relationship you have like a sibling. So, uh, yeah, we don't have to agree on everything. Come on. like We don't agree on most things. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you said we appreciate the call, man. Yeah, Saints oh, losing, good. Cowboys losing. For the life of me, I can't remember who won the Chiefs-Packers game. And, the Chiefs and did. Moment. Yeah, the Chiefs did. That's, I don't know. Jordan loves mother and girlfriend in the very last row <laughs> at the very top of the stadium. I did see that. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. For the life of me, for whatever reason. Like, I've, I've completely brain-wiped that game from my memory for some reason. Uh, as far as Yusuf's question is concerned, Yusef, um, so I'm going to answer this two ways. The first way being that I don't represent the Bucks or Washington. Uh, and I know that's not going to fly with the fan bases. So the, the real answer is neither. Um, as you can see, no Buccaneers or Washington helmets or anything. Now, I do have the Tom Brady book and the bobblehead just because um, those are really cool things and they're going to stay there. So that doesn't matter um, what team I cover. I can cover the Chargers and those things are going to stay there. But uh, James and Chris actually are going to be doing the crossover this week. So I am not even going to be in the crossover episode this week. James and Chris will be doing that for me. I'm going to be taking the Kirk Herbstreet route and uh, abstaining from that. Although I will be making a pick uh, for the game, I am going to pick the Buccaneers to win. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that, and no Washington fans will begrudge me for having the Buccaneers winning this game either. Um, I don't have a score as of right now, but yes, I, I, the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Um, and then actually... Potentially, I probably shouldn't even put this out in the stratosphere, uh, but potentially we'll have the three of us actually doing a, uh, a post-game episode Sunday afternoon, evening for you guys to uh, to digest on uh, Monday since it's it's kind of a rare opportunity, right? And if that happens, then I will basically be the, the Trey Wingo of this thing and James will cover the Bucks angle while Chris covers kind of the Washington angle and it'll be kind of like a cool crossover game recap episode. And it'll be easy for me because I don't have to have any takes or analysis. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, fun little throwback for those that have been around for a long time. David, listening to us over the past couple of years is when we first started doing these crossover shows, I always did the crossover. Mm -hmm. And I did that for the first two seasons that that we were hosting the Locked on Bucks podcast. And then because they changed the crossover day and, and I had hockey stuff going on and and David had his own personal stuff going on. It actually worked out better for our schedules that David took over the crossover episodes. We, we had ourselves a nice little switch. So this will be an interesting little, uh, little throwback for me getting to go back and, and do another uh, crossover and um, kind of relieved that it's going to be my only one because I think you do a better job of the crossovers than I do. So. Uh. 
I mean, I enjoy them, but yeah, I've gotten that question a lot, actually. Uh, even, you know, Teresh from, from, uh, Tegna, our, our, our parent company actually asked me the same thing too, if it was going to be like two screens with me on both screens, asking myself questions so bad. Uh, both of you. That would be funny, but I think from a listener or a viewer standpoint, after about like two minutes of that, it would get pretty old pretty quick, I think. So it would have been, it would have been fun to try, but I think, uh, I think this option is better. I think you and Chris doing a crossover is better. And, and look, it's, it's, it's probably the only one of the year that's going to be like this. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a one-time opportunity. All right. Well, David, there is something that Buccaneers fans have been talking about via the Twitter sphere. Uh, all NFL fans have been talking about this via the Twitter sphere. I yeah. sent out a unapproved tweet from the Locked On Bucks account while you were busy, you know, doing some family uh, things, saying, no, no, absolutely not, no, 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 no. But... Odell Beckham Jr. was officially placed on waivers on Monday. He's expected to clear waivers on Tuesday, making him a free agent to sign with whoever he wants. Now, we know the New Orleans Saints had trade talks with the Cleveland Browns. They couldn't get a deal done, so that's obviously a team of interest. You would assume that Odell is only going to go to a team that is a contender. Uh, He's not going to go to Jacksonville. He's not going to go to – well, I mean – Motor City Dan Campbell up there in Detroit said that they don't want him. Um, but cool. yeah, Bucks fans are talking about they should sign Odell, if nothing else, to play keep away. Uh, I don't think that's a sound strategy. I don't think they should bend over backwards to clear up cap space to bring Odell Beckham Jr. in just so that the Saints don't get him like that to me. That's that's nonsense you do in fantasy football, right? You know that your opponent for that week needs a quarterback. So you go and you pick up all the quarterbacks and place them on waivers so that they can't pick up who they want. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on on Odell going to the Bucks? It's not going to happen. And, and Odell Beckham is not going to let it happen. I mean, Again, he's he's going to clear waivers. The, the the way that the Browns and Odell Beckham's camp kind of negotiated his final part of his contract and how much money was to be left on the table and all this other stuff, they did it in a fashion that would basically make him not attractive to be picked up on waivers. So he's going to clear waivers. He's going to become a free agent. And he's going to go out there and sign for a team. The reason that Odell Beckham wanted out of Cleveland is because he's not being used, because he's not being utilized. The same reason Deshaun Jackson wanted out of Los Angeles, and he got his wish as well. He's not going to then go to a team where he's going to be the fourth option when everybody, when the, all the wide receivers are healthy, the fifth option when all the players are healthy. Like if you put Odell Beckham Jr. on this roster, he's behind Mike Evans, behind Chris Godwin, behind AB, and he's behind Rob Gronkowski when they're all healthy. So unless Gronk is about to be put on season ending IR and AB is about to be put on season ending IR, it's not going to work. You bring Odell Beckham Jr. on. And honestly, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. will be happy being the third receiver. For Tampa, he's going to want to take Chris Godwin's slot. He's going to want Chris Godwin when they're when there's when they go too wide. He's going to want Chris Godwin to be standing on the sideline watching Odell Beckham Jr. play, and that's not going to happen. The Buccaneers have their top two wide receivers. Period. It's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, ODB. At the best of circumstances, is a third wide receiver. The reason he wanted out of Cleveland is because as the second wide receiver, he wasn't happy with the amount he was getting used. His quarterback wasn't throwing him the ball anymore because when his quarterback did throw him the ball. Usually Odell Beckham either stopped and, t- and trailed off the route or he didn't catch the damn thing. So I can't really blame Baker Mayfield for stopping throwing him the ball the way that his the Odell Beckham's father 
blasted on Twitter because if you've been watching this team and you watch it, go, the dude has way too many drops. I don't know what his drop stats are, and I don't know how many PFF actually attributes to him or whatever, but the dude drops the ball uh, way too much for for anything. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's either going to New Orleans, he's going to Vegas, or he's going to San Francisco. Those are the three spots that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go to because those are three teams that have a reasonable opportunity to go to the playoffs. Vegas is probably falling off that list very rapidly. Uh, and honestly, New Orleans, now that Jameis Winston is out for the season after after seeing what Trevor Simeon is going to do and after already knowing what Taysom Hill is going to do, look, neither of those quarterbacks are going to maximize Odell Beckham Jr.'s athletic abilities, even if he gets on the field. I don't know that he goes to New Orleans anymore, to be 100% honest. He might just because of the stature of it and, and you know, they're expected to be uh, uh, con- contenders. And in theory, he could come in there and kind of be the savior and be the hero uh, of the offense. But I honestly, I kind of I kind of look at uh, San Francisco joining him up with Debo Samuel there and, and Kittle when he when he's healthy. Uh, they, I know they haven't had a lot of uh, production out of Ayuk this year. So, I mean, that that could be something that this that the team and the player look to do. Yeah, Baker Mayfield with Odell Beckham Jr. has a record of 13 and 15, 61% completion percentage, 42 touchdowns to 29 interceptions, and an 84.8 passer rating without Odell Beckham Jr. 8 and 4, 65% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns to three interceptions, and a 100.1 passer rating. When you have to force feed, a superstar a self-centered diva let's let's call it like it is who has built a career off of one incredible catch but outside of that one catch he's not been an impressive receiver uh constantly gets gets injured constantly misses games gets into fights with kicking nets um he has not been good for the for the giants locker room he's not been good for the browns locker room and the Browns perform better when he's not there. So yeah, I want nothing to do with Odell Beckham Jr., but I will throw this out there, David, before we get to the break. You know, other than the, than the saints or, or more so than the saints, if I had to pick an NFC South team where he would more, you know, most likely end up, Mm. I see him in Atlanta. Yeah. If, if this Calvin Ridley issue, and, and I hope Calvin Ridley is able to straighten out everything that's going on in his personal life. I, I love watching Calvin Ridley play. I want to see him get better, get back on the field. But if he's not ready, if he's not in a mental state where he can do that, you all of a sudden, as you mentioned on the last episode, the, the Atlanta Falcons are right now in the dance. Yeah. So you can bring Odell Beckham Jr. in to team up with with Russell Gage, who, again, I don't think has been impressive, but it's hard for him to be impressive when he's being forced to be the number one guy, and that's not who he is. He's a complimentary guy. So you team Odell up with Gage and and Kyle Pitts, that could add a new layer to this Falcons offense and could propel them to to a wildcard spot. I think that's an interesting spot if uh, if they think Ridley is going to be out a significant amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it would be a good fit. It would give Odell exactly what he's looking for, which is to be the primary guy uh, in offense. I think Green Bay is also an intriguing uh, possibility as well. I mean, obviously, he's going to be the second guy, but if he's the second guy getting, you know, eight targets a game, he's going to be okay being the second guy. I don't know how willing the Packers are to bring yet another uh, contentious personality into the locker room, though. 
Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls as far as like the sign him and stash him so nobody else can have him. Odell Beckham Jr. is not looking to be stashed to get a ring. He's looking to go be a contributor on a team. Um, and, and that's why he's leaving Cleveland. So Bucks fans may not like uh, that answer. Some Bucks fans anyway may not like that answer, but that's just kind of the way that we're reading the tea leaves. And look, if we're wrong, we're wrong. And if the statements come out and explain why this whole thing works and and why the marriage uh, meets up, then uh, we'll we'll analyze it and react as we always do. And we may not agree or we may agree. But one thing that we both agree on is how great the Get Upside app is. And Buccaneers fans, if you haven't already, you need to go download the Get Upside app. It's free, whether you're on the Google Play Store, whatever it's called for Android people, or if you're in the Apple App Store, uh, the uh, the Get Upside app is free, and you can make up to 25 cents per gallon of gas in cash back every time you fill up by downloading the Get Upside app. Right now, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on that first trip to the pump after you download the Get Upside app. Don't pay full price. At the pump anymore, get cash back using GetUpside. Just download it, use the pre, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN again for that $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. This bye week during my trips uh, across the country and back and forth, I, I racked up over $17, James, in cash back just from these past five days. So it's definitely worth it if you can find the right spot. Some of them are like one cent per gallon cash back. No, no, no. Give me the 14 cents per gallon cash back. That's the guy I'm looking for. And you can cash out anytime you want, whether you want to use PayPal and e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. You can cash out whenever you want. Just download, again, the free GetUpside app. Use a promo code TOUCHDOWN. One more time, promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82. It's Tuesday, David. It is. You know what that means? It's Mock Draft Tuesday. It's Mock Draft Tuesday. Why? Because it's the bye week and we can. So let's talk a little Mock Draft. And um, I found a couple of them. This one was posted just literally just a few hours before we sat down to record, and it comes from SI.com's Alex Jensen. Now, mind you, these both of these mock drafts are set up as far as current NFL rankings. So both of these have the Buccaneers drafting 24th. Obviously, we both realize that the Buccaneers are going to draft 32nd. But absolutely, for the sake of, of this exercise... They are both drafting, or uh, both of these mocks have them drafting 24th. But they, uh, Alex Jensen went in an interesting direction that at first I didn't agree with. Then I kind of read through what he had to say. Mm-hmm. We uh, we looked up some, some contract information, and it was like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. But he has the Buccaneers drafting Darian Kennard, an offensive lineman out of Kentucky. Yeah. And what he says is, Tampa Bay was able to return everyone in 2021, but it came at the cost of a terrifying 2022 free agency period. He's not lying there. One of the easiest losses to stomach of that group will be Alex Kappa, who has been a solid piece at right guard for the Bucs. Kennard is likely to slide inside in the NFL, but he's experienced on the right side and would create a nightmare wall of humans at right guard between Worse and Jensen. All of six foot five inches, 
340 pounds with insane length and solid movement skills for an interior player. Kennard is a natural fit for a gap scheme that will spring massive holes for the running game. You cannot beat him quickly at his size and length. And with Tom Brady's exceptionally quick time to throw numbers, he will not give up much pressure in pass protection. Excellent fit and fills a major need. I like this pick. I mean, we don't know who would be running the ball, but if they, you you brought it up before we started recording. If the Buccaneers have to make a decision on the offensive line and they have to choose between Ryan Jensen and Alex Kappa, you have to keep Ryan Jensen. So this would be an ideal fit for the Bucs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, at the end of the day too, in the, in the trenches, you want guys that are there to compete, right? You you want guys that are there uh, to fight it out, and and uh, we'll drop a little bit of an extra nugget right here. Uh, right now, Kennard is scheduled and, and has accepted an invitation to the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl, which is very exciting. So hopefully, if all things go well, uh, I'll be able to be back down in Mobile next year, and I'll actually be able to keep an eye on this young fella. And he was asked in an interview by the Senior Bowl staff why he decided to stay in Lexington, play college football uh, for another year. And, and he said, quote, after talking to coaches, I knew I could have gone easily and made a team somewhere, but I didn't want to just be another guy or another name on the list. I wanted to be the top name on the list somewhere, end quote. So he came back to be competitive. He came back to prove that he was the best in the country, not just one of the good ones. And, and look, self-aware, right? He says that the biggest area he needs, he needs to improve himself in is probably pass protection, and he's working on that in season as we go, getting some NFL coaching they're down in Mobile later on in the year. Well, in the next calendar year early on. And then, of course, you got the combine and everything else. So, I mean, at a minimum right now, we see, we know he's a young guy who likes to compete and wants to go out there and be the best, not just good enough. So, I mean, that's already a mentality that you could see being on this Buccaneer squad. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would make quite the fun offensive line to watch. You'd have some maulers there on the right side. Now, on the flip side, we have another mock from Pro Football Network. Uh, this one coming from James Fregosia. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Fregosia, Fregosa. Um, he has, obviously, again, the Buccaneers picking a 24th, and he has them taking a corner out of Washington by the name of Trent McDuffie. And he says the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really do not have any pressing needs this season. However, you can never have too many quality corners, specifically with Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis III on the injured reserve Trent McDuffie can start in the NFL today and not look out of place. His breaks on routes are exceptional and he jumps out of the building with a 41 and a half inch vertical during the spring. McDuffie is at his best with the game in front of him due to his first class tackling and play recognition speed. David, I, I take exception to this one uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis' status in November uh, should bear no weight on a mock draft for something that's going to happen in April. Yeah. And the other issue that I have is the Buccaneers are going to have plenty of pressing needs because they're going to have a lot of guys that they have to bring back with virtually no money to do it with. So you're looking at the only running back being under contract uh, being Keyshawn Vaughn. You're looking at you know, Chris Godwin potentially leaving. You're looking at an offensive line where you have some guys that may leave and and you have to make decisions on. There's there's lots of there's going to be lots of pressing needs that we're going to get into after the season. But I don't I understand they need depth at corner. This is a, a glaring example so far. 
But I don't know if I'm using a first round pick if they lose an Alex Kappa, if they lose Fournette and Ronald Jones, if they lose Chris Godwin. I'm not drafting somebody to back up SMB or Carlton Davis. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And uh, I will say I looked up a scouting report on him. Um, I can't remember who wrote it or, or what side it was, but uh, they explained his, they, they described his footwork as being effervescent, uh, which could either mean very exciting or producing bubbles. I think they're going with the exciting. I don't think they're saying he produces bubbles. Um, that's interesting. Here's, here's what I don't like. For one, he's not going to be the Reese Senior Bowl because he's a junior. Uh, but I also don't like the fact that he's five foot eleven. The Buccaneers seem oh, to like yeah. longer cornerbacks. They seem to yeah. like guys that can be more physical. He's 195 pounds, uh, according to the draft profile that I found. More of a speed guy than he is a physical guy. And again, he can jump out the building, but you kind of have to because you're 5'11". Bro, you're shorter than I am, okay? You're going to have to jump out the building because you're facing wide receivers. I mean, honestly, most NFL teams are looking for wide receivers 6'2 or higher. You're already three inches uh, uh, you know, behind the power curve. And if that guy can jump 40 inches and you can jump 41 inches, he's still got you by two inches. You're still getting mossed on, on big deep plays. And the Buccaneers like to play man. You know what I mean? So you're going to be playing a lot uh, out there by yourself. You're going to be on an island. You're not going to have safety help sometimes. I'm expecting if you're 5'11", they're probably going to want to put you in the slot. So, yeah, you might be fast, but are you quick? Those are two different, completely uh, different things. Not saying he's not, but again, all those reasons combined. Not sure I'm, I'm, I'm as high on that pick. Uh, as I am on the other. Um, but again, a lot of season left. It's just interesting to kind of see where people start seeing the Buccaneers needs. Also the one that says they don't have a lot of glaring op uh, openings for next year. You're wrong. Yeah. A little bit uh, real quick, Dave, before we get out of here, I do have to ask you this, that I did not prepare you for, and that's because I want your honest answer off the cuff, but I was awesome. talking to yes. a Bengals. Pineapples do belong on pizza. Yes. That is the answer. No, that is not at all the correct answer to any question ever, but also not to the one that I was asking. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a Bengals-loving friend of mine, one of the mm -hmm. fellow hockey dads, and he despises Eli Apple with every fiber of his, of his being. Yeah. And I warned him. I said, yeah. if Vernon Hargraves were to set foot on the field for the Bengals after they claimed yeah. him on waivers, you will long for the days of Eli Apple, and he said there's no way on God's green earth that Vernon Hargraves could be worse than Eli Apple. I firmly disagreed. What is your take if you had to choose between the two? Which corner are you putting out there, Eli Apple or Vernon Hargraves? It depends on where you're putting them. Um, if, you want to put, if you're putting a guy on the perimeter, I'm going with Eli Apple. If you're putting a guy in the slot, I'm going with Vernon Hargraves because Eli Apple doesn't do anything in the slot. Uh, and Vernon Hargraves doesn't do anything on the perimeter. And for some reason, not just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Houston Texans, for some reason, believe that Vernon Hargraves is a perimeter defender. So I don't know what the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do. Either way, you need to prioritize quarterback in the first round of the next NFL draft. Okay. But if That's you're the answer, yeah. But if you're needing a guy on the perimeter, Eli Apple, I guess, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a, of a good, like compared comparative, like, if you really want burgers for dinner, I guess you could eat the rock outside on your back porch. Like that's, that's kind of what it, what it looks like. Would you rather get kicked in the knee or slapped in the face? Yeah, that, there you go. I like that. Would you rather get kicked in the knee or slapped in the face? That's pretty much the options you have there with Vernon Hargreaves and Eli Apple. Good luck, Cincinnati. Right. Uh, well, and they're starting to be who we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, with that, David, we are going to get out of here. Thank you to all of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. We certainly appreciate it, but make sure that you make your second listen 
the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in under 30 minutes. They are they are free and available on all platforms, just like we are, especially on YouTube. Go subscribe. We really appreciate it. Also, make sure you're checking out everything we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.